0: podcast one production
1: your morning agenda with natasha belling
2: Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 19th of February. The fallout continues over Facebook's fight with the federal government after the social media giant's shock move to shut down news from its platform in Australia. Thousands of pages were suddenly pulled yesterday morning, affecting essential emergency services like Fire and Rescue New South Wales, the Bureau of Meteorology, Queensland Health and the South Australian and Tasmanian governments. The Facebook pages of a number of life-saving charities were also shut down, including the domestic violence organisation 1800RESPECT. Here's Treasurer Josh Frydenberg.
0: Facebook was wrong. Facebook's actions were unnecessary. They were heavy-handed and they will damage its reputation here in Australia.
2: Facebook says it was forced to shut down all pages under the umbrella of news because of proposed new media laws where they'd be forced to pay for content. Facebook spokesperson Simon Milner has told the ABC the organisation has made mistakes, with a number of banned pages now back up.
0: The way this law is framed, and it's one of the issues we've raised with the government, is that the definition of news is very broad and vague. Uh, And therefore, there may be many pages which don't think they're providing news, but under this law, they are.
2: The federal government says it won't back down on the proposed new media laws, with Google already signing multi-million dollar deals with Channel 7, 9 and News Corp to pay for its news content. And we'll have more details about what this means for the future of Facebook and the market in business and finance coming up shortly with Scott Phillips. Also making news this morning, it's been revealed the Australian Federal Police met with Defence Minister Linda Reynolds and her Chief of Staff in April 2019 over allegations, Brittany Higgins was raped by a staff member in the Minister's office at Parliament House. It comes as debate continues over who knew what and when, especially within the Prime Minister's office, amid damning allegations of a cover-up in the lead-up to the federal election. Ms Reynolds again defending her handling of the allegations in Parliament. I have full confidence that my then Chief of Staff and I, at all times acted in what we believed were in the best interests of Brittany. At all times, to me, Brittany's welfare and her right to privacy were paramount to me. For my part, I am deeply sorry that Brittany felt unsupported at the time of the incident and in the months that followed, and in fact the years that followed. Some promising news this morning on the jobs front, with Australia's unemployment rate falling 0.2% in January to 6.4%. Despite economic concerns with JobKeeper ending next month, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg says the Australian labour market will continue to be resilient, with the COVID economic recovery still on track. And could this Australian Open be Serena Williams' last? The world champion was knocked out of the competition overnight after losing to Naomi Osaka. The tennis superstar cut her news conference short after breaking down in tears when she was asked if this would be her last time playing in Australia.
1: I don't know. If I, if I ever say farewell, I wouldn't tell anyone. So,
2: I don't know. I, I'm, I'm done. Meantime, Novak Djokovic is through to the men's Australian Open final for the ninth time in his career and we'll have more details on his win and the other sports news coming up shortly. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Friday morning. Firstly, to Queensland and Brisbane will turn pink tonight. To honour Hannah Clark and her three young children who were brutally murdered 12 months ago today. Our reporter Amy Drew has more from Brisbane. Morning Tash, yes every city of Brisbane asset will be bathed in pink. That will include the city's iconic Story Bridge, Victoria Bridge, City Hall along with parts of the CBD's Parklands. Lord Mayor Adrian Schwinner says the lights won't only pay tribute to the Clark family but all victims of domestic and family violence. Hannah's family has also asked supporters to light a candle for them as the sun goes down tonight in tribute of the Ones we've lost. To Victoria now, and frontline healthcare workers have been declared the heroes of the COVID pandemic. But now there are concerns over workers' pay. James Lake has the details from Melbourne and says it's left many exhausted staff in tears.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't break down when you're dealing with the pressures of managing a pandemic response while having to worry about when you're going to get paid next as well? The blunder specifically impacted casual staff put on by the health department with some not getting paid for more than six weeks. Most of those affected were working on the border permit systems. Now the state government says payroll broke down because of the high number of new staff being put on the books to work through the period of border closures and the health department insists the pay error has not impacted its response to the pandemic
2: latest in business and finance news this morning. We're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And, Scott, the Facebook ban took everyone by surprise, but the government's standing firm. So what does this ongoing standoff mean for Facebook and Australia moving forward?
0: Tash, it's an astonishing story, and you've covered it already this morning. Look, the key thing here for for business and, and, and for investors, I suppose, is really what it means for the way Facebook is taxed, the way it provides news and advice. And, of course, while everything's been about Facebook, remember Google's done some deals with some big media publishers That detail yet to be released, but we've got two very different stories here. The media business is getting some cash from Google to basically keep keep themselves on their platform and to make it all work. Facebook taking a very, very different decision, and that, I think, is the big comparison now. As we see how media, how consumers, how those platforms respond, we'll see what happens next for our media companies.
2: No endorsements here, Scott. Uh, I love Bunnings just as much as I love the sausage sizzles in the car park, and got an incredible (laughs) result yet again from West Farmers.
0: It is, and I'm pretty sure the Bunnings sausage should be a national dish. Don't worry about the pavlova. <laughs> it's all about the Bunnings snag on, on a sandwich. Look, you know, an amazing result from Bunnings. Um, these guys are the best retailer in the country. We don't see their numbers independently because they're part of West Farmers, of course, but they have done an astonishing job and, of course, came out doing incredibly well. Office works continuing to go from strength to strength. Target remains the ugly spot in West Farmers' results. They really haven't been able to work out what to do with that business. But, gee, you combine those other three companies, and this is a, an amazing retail juggernaut, and the results, again, just really outstanding.
2: Yeah, absolutely skyrocketed through COVID too for those companies. Scott, also this morning, this is another bit of good news that maybe we may not head off that job keeper cliff that's being, that's being called in March with some more good news on the jobs front.
0: Yeah, gee, it's, it's great. It's nice <laughs> to be able to give some economic data at the moment because the, the numbers are incredibly positive and almost all overwhelmingly positive. Unemployment rate falling from 66 to 6.4%. What it shows, apparently something like 93% of the jobs lost during the COVID pandemic had been regained and it really does lower the risk, as you mentioned, of that JobKeeper cliff. The concern was when the money goes away, bosses will sack workers they no longer can afford and that's going to happen in some industries and some companies. But broadly, we know that if JobKeeper is effectively you know, not required because more and more jobs are being created, then when it comes off, it won't cause anywhere near the pain that maybe was feared a couple of months ago.
2: And, Scott, this sounds like your weekly wage. Twiggy Forest is set for a $1.6 billion payday. What?
0: Mate, like Linda Evangelist's story. Don't get out of bed for less than $1.6 million a day. <laughs> Tash, you know that.
2: It's billion. That's, 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 that's my
0: pay just <laughs> to be here. Um, no, look, it's, it's an amazing story, isn't it? Twiggy, of course, took a lot of risk, built a globally dominant iron ore maker. It is an amazing Australian success story. But I'll tell you what, he's getting paid well for it these days. One point six billion million is just his share and just the dividends so the company's earned four billion dollars in profit over the last six months he's going to walk around with one and a half cool ones and that's this six months next six months the six months after there was once upon a time in businesses you know if you're worth a million you were you were you know you're rich if you're worth a billion you're rich now Twiggy gets an extra billion 1.6 of them every single six months it's an amazing story and uh he's not going to be struggling for a bit of cash when he goes to the pub next time is he
2: is he happy though I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> he's got 1.6 billion reasons to be happy. happy. He's, not, he's
0: not trying, is he?
2: No, exactly. Happy Friday. Have a lovely weekend, Scott. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Tosh. You too, brother. <laughs>
2: With Brett Thomas and Brett as we reported earlier we saw a very emotional Serena Williams in that press conference she was of course knocked out of the Oz Open overnight but the big question is will this be her last Oz Open?
1: Yes good morning Tash, that's the big question everyone is asking a straight set to lose yesterday in the semi-finals against Naomi Osaka it was what, we should, what she did when she left the court waving to the crowd, put her hand on her heart That had a lot of people asking, could this be the last time we see her play at Melbourne Park? She's 39, so will be 40 if she lines up at the Aussie Open next year. Was asked in the press conference whether this is the last time we've seen her at Melbourne Park. She says, if it was, she wouldn't let us know. She was asked another question about the match and she left in tears as you guys played a bit earlier. At 39, you'd have to think that perhaps this is the last time we'll see her at the Australian Open. Of course, that elusive 24th grand slam, she just can't get there at the moment. She's so close yet so far. Margaret Court, of course, holding that record. She would dearly love to equal it. She's got three slams left to do that this year. In the match played last night, Novak Djokovic, well, he says that his mysterious injury is getting better. Certainly showed on the court against Russian qualifier, Arslan Karatsev, one in straight sets. Is the first uh, through to the final. We've got Daniil Medvedev, another Russian, on court tonight against Stefanos Tsitsipas in the other semi-final. So some uh, great action, some great tennis to come tonight on Rod Laver Arena.
2: Oh, she's already a champ, Serena, and we wish her all the best, whatever she chooses. Also in sporting world today, Brett. Some Aussie cricketers are instant millionaires.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the IPL auction uh, hasn't been affected by the pandemic at all. If you. Go on some of the numbers, the eye-watering numbers we heard last night. Glenn Maxwell last season snapped up for almost $2 million. Didn't have a great season. It didn't put off the Royal Challengers Bangalore. They won the bidding war for him uh, yesterday. It was $2.52 Aussie dollars he's been snapped up for, considering it's a short tournament. That's some big money. Jai Richardson, the other Aussie short-form specialist, who was snapped up for similar money, Steve Smith, though, a bit of a pay cut for him. Last year was around that $2.5 million mark. This year he goes to Delhi, who uh, are coached by Ricky Ponting, for around 400 grand. So not bad money for you or I, but for Steve Smith, uh, a bit of a pay cut there at
2: the IPL auction overnight. Should have stayed with the cricket as a kid. Anyway, uh, a big win also at the NRL, Brett. At the anti-doping tribunal for a former Broncos player.
1: Yeah, that's a James Seguiaro. He was staring down the barrel of a four-year ban for testing positive to the banned substance, uh, legandrol. He was successfully able to argue that he unintentionally uh, took that banned substance. The NRL Anti-Doping Tribunal agreed with that, gave him a backdated uh, 20-month suspension, which means time served. He's eligible to play uh, in June of this year. He's 30 years of age, so uh, no guarantees there that it will be picked up by another club. But we know with injuries and, and how fast things change in the NRL, I reckon we'll be seeing James Seguiaro again on a football field.
2: Another massive week in sport. Happy Friday, Brett. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details now around the country this Friday morning as we head into the beautiful weekend. And showers set to continue for many parts of the country today. Shower or two on the way for Brisbane, 29. 27 in showers today for Sydney. Sunny with a windy morning and a high of 33 for Melbourne. Mostly cloudy today for Canberra, 26. Hot and sunny, warm one on the way today for Hobart, 33 the expected top. Becoming cloudy and 36 for Adelaide. 27 and sunny conditions today for Perth and showers with an expected storm and a top of 30 for Darwin. And happy Friday. Here is a great way to start your weekend. Could you be $50 million richer? Well, that dream is a reality for one very lucky Queenslander after they won $50 million in Powerball last night. The winning ticket is unregistered, but lotto officials say it was sold in Queensland and are still trying to track down the new multi-millionaire. Please check your tickets. What a way to start the weekend. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you on Monday.